Hello and welcome to Unabashed Book Snobbery, the podcast where we gush about George R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire and whine about its wanky adaptation, Game of Thrones. This is where being a book snob is a good thing. both write for thefundamentals.com exploring the fundamentals of fandom i think we just changed the tagline to something else but i forget it's still you know fundamentals this is so profesh uh either way it's a general geeky website where we have news reviews analysis of geeky media be it you know rereads of book series you forgot about from your dorky childhood mm-hmm. to you know currently airing episodes of black sales yes whatever you want and then julia and i just come in and write really weird pieces i'll say about game of thrones sometimes i write about jane austen adaptations but it's, it, it's, it's mostly game of thrones it's mostly game of thrones and that's why we're recording this podcast mm-hmm. and that's what this podcast is because we have been going back through game of thrones season six focusing one plot line at a time yeah and why did we think we, this was a good idea i don't know okay and what we what julie and i end up doing is writing a retrospective on it but first we need to talk to each other about what the fuck we just saw mm-hmm. so we press the record button and talk about it, and that's what you're about to listen to. Yeah. And then Kylie cuts out all the times that people call about groceries. <laughs> and then we post it. Yeah, I check well so I leave some of that in. <laughs> but yeah, so right now we're we're from the future. We mm-hmm. already successfully wrote our piece. I think it came out pretty well. Yeah, I'm it happy with this one. A nice, concise ten thousand words. Exactly. But there were there was a Shakespeare quote in there, so that's good. There was. That's true. And 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 a legend of core. No, it was an Avatar reference. Avatar: The Last Airbender reference. Oh no! What a nightmare. <laughs> so yeah, I think we did pretty well. All in all. Yeah, I'm sorry. My favorite subheading is still Brian Cogman's cry for help. <laughs> Poor Brian Cogman. Uh, we do want to say too. We had one correction yeah. that we well, had to make, and we just edited yeah, it. Yeah, it's a correction. It's it's a correction where we didn't remember that Arya had put Carol on her list. Well, Cersei, quote unquote. We're yeah. going to do the Phantom names in a minute. Well, Arya is on the West- Westerafi Twitter, so she knows when people die, like, without yeah. having any logical way to. So sometimes people just kind of drop off her list and things like that, and you're just like, huh? So it's kind yeah, of so hard we don't to pay a whole lot of, Yeah, we don't pay a whole lot of attention Yeah, but at, at the beginning of season four, her list was Carol, Maren Trant, Walter Frey, and The Mountain. You mean so. season five. Is that what I said? You said season four. I meant season five, the one where- I think it's season yeah. four, she still had Mel on there. Yeah, Mel just like magically dropped off the list. Yeah, because they magically dropped that plot line. Yeah, so, so yeah, please forgive us for not taking this list extremely seriously and like being on the edge of our seat trying to be up to date on it. Yeah, but we did we did make the correction yeah. just so mm-hmm. you guys know we're, we're we try to be as professional as possible. Mm-hmm. We're um, so professional right now. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, and then after that, you know, our next UBS episode, I think we announced it at the end of this episode, too, but it's a Patriarchy Brain episode, and then we just have the Winter Hill retrospective mm-hmm. and the Riverblands retrospective, and we will be ready for Season 7. Yep, just in time for summer. <laughs> wow. This yeah. is a good use of time. At least shit is consolidating next year. One hopes. I mean, there's a, first of all, there's only going to be, like, seven episodes or eight episodes. Yeah. Which would be nice. It would be very, very nice. It has to converge, but you know the, the takeaway. Spoiler: the takeaway of this plotline, the Arya plotline in season six, is the same takeaway as we've had every other time, which is why does this plotline <laughs> exist? Why are we getting a repeat of everything that happened last year? Because mm-hmm. ser- seriously, it's it's a theme at this point. Yeah, you know, uh, Carol, Cheryl. That plotline was more or less exactly the same, except that this one ended with Cheryl blowing everyone up. Rather than it like being rhymes, Kylie. It rhymes. It's like poetry. Yeah. Uh, you know, Danny. They even had a retcon pieces of what happened away, so that Tyrion could then go and solve the same things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Horn Fair. I don't. <laughs> what was that? And same with Dorn. Just like what was that? <laughs> what was that? Ironborn. Um, and that wasn't a rehash. It was just. Stupid again. I don't like, okay, it's either a complete rehash or it's stupid. Those are the two options. I guess it justifies itself the most, but it kind of like casually blew up Theon's story. Yeah. Like, <sighs> that was the closest thing they had to an actual character arc. And Bran, poor Bran. Yeah. I just, oh, what was that? What's any of this? Yeah. What is life? Is there a god? On that note, we are going to drop off. And let you go back into the past when we were younger and more innocent and thought we could maybe tease out some meaning. I don't actually think that's true. Once we rewatched, we're like, okay. Yeah. We really enjoyed the play. We did. We did. Um, in fact, here. Hey, Julia. Yeah? The line of succession. What's that mean? The proper progression. What's that mean? The lawful ascension. What's that mean? (laughs) Why do I have to be Ned Stark? What's that mean? <laughs> He's like grabbing his dick. <laughs> like rubbing it. Really it was itchy, Kylie. What are you supposed to do when your dick is itchy? It's oh worse God. than boob sweat. It's true. <laughs> oh, and on that, uh, see, this is like poetry. Now we're wrapping this up. <laughs> and we will transition you into the fandom nicknames. So, fandom nicknames for aria's plotline what are we calling it the lady crane school of medicine and stabbing um yeah i think we've settled on aria todd aria todd for aria yeah, yeah aria uh, top drops out of medical school i don't know <laughs> she's the demon baker of winter hell <laughs> she's resigned there by a vengeful god yeah, yeah i mean we, we've just been calling her aria this whole time like, we well, she really definitely serves the dark end of vengeful god, so she's definitely Arya Tadish in that way. Yeah. So I think it, I just think Arya Tad is funny. She's also your sister of the canals every once in a while. Uh, yeah, I guess she was. She was your sister for a while there too. Well, when she was blind begging, I don't know what she was doing. We're not gonna call her Beth. We're not gonna call her Beth. Should we call her Mercy when she just randomly blurted that out to Lady Crane? No, that's when she was your sister. Yeah, that's what I would think. But she she said she was named Mercy because it's book snob your sister, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Then we have the waif. What's our name for the waif? Um, the asshole, because she's just a giant asshole. <laughs> like, 
I know, we'll talk about this in the analysis section, I guess, but just, like, out of all the characters in this show, this is the one that confuses me the most. She's I just an asshole. Don't She's not that understand. Okay, uh, next up we've got uh, Tom Wachella's character, Jack and Hagar. Yeah, we've been calling him Sexy Jesus, but I don't think we should. We've also been calling him the Kinky Man. The Kinky Man. I, I, like, there's absolutely nothing sexual about this character. Let's not call him that. <laughs> what do you want to call him? There's really... Yeah, there's nothing to call him. You can call him... Confused Jesus? Like... <laughs> I mean, how does he even look like Jesus? I don't know. <laughs> That's just, I mean, we didn't come up with Sexy no, Jesus. No, we didn't. Sex, sexy Jesus was around the, um, was around the, the Westeros.org forums. We could just call him Tom Lashisha. I can't actually pronounce it. We could just it's call like, him Tom. Tom. Let's just call him Tom. Like, He's Tom Bobadil. Let's upset Voldemort and call him Tom. Why not? Yeah. Okay. All right. Tom it is. Tom. <laughs> and then we have the, uh, the house of, uh, Dark and Vague, right? Yes, we do have the House of Dark and Vague. Because it's okay. always dark and everything is not explained at all. <laughs> That's true. We also have the Meta Players Club, right? Yes. Because, yeah, it's 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 a thing of beauty. Brian Cogman's cry for help. <laughs> oh my god. Poor Brian Cogman. Uh, hold on, there's... I'm trying to find something. There are some, like names like the evil santa actress is named bianca and yeah. we, we there's no need for a book stop name for bianca because that's so stupid of a name anyway that, like, i actually like that name for a song of ice and fire character why not it feels a little like i mean it feels a little like you know bravos is supposed to be vaguely venice venice ish right so why not have italian yeah. names i mean is Zimbaro <laughs> is Zimbaro which one is he? I'm sorry. I think he's supposed to be the one who plays Tywin. Okay, so we should just call him Brian Cogman then. Okay. Or is he... Or, like... <laughs> Wait, no. Brian Cogman is more... I don't know. He's everyone. <laughs> we are all Brian Cogman. <laughs> Let's just start recapping and we'll see what names pop out of it. Not for us, any of this. But the I... Meta Players Club, we're very committed to. Yes, because that's, and... that's what it is. Tom is fine with me. <laughs> And was there, is there even anyone else? Walder Frey, I guess. Yeah. I mean, we, we called it, we, we were discussing yesterday whether we should call him Walder Filch or Argus Frey. And either is fine with me, really. <laughs> I like Walder Filch better, I think. This actor is actually, like, he's a very experienced actor. Like, he's played he's more than just actor, Filch. Yeah. So I don't know why we're... Because, like, I mean, like, the odds are you've seen Harry Potter yeah. movies. And that's kind of what you still, like, recently associate with him at any rate. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's recap. Let's start with episode one, The Red Woman. Okay, hold on. Just one second. Kylie's doing Kylie things. I'm not doing Kylie things. I'm waiting for Tris to lie down on his Whole Foods bike. He's like eating the back of it. Yeah, that sound you hear is um, a little prince misbehaving. Okay, we're just going to start the recap, and if you hear something, (laughs) then that's just Tris trying to get himself banned from a welcoming feast. Yeah. Maybe Tris did do that on purpose. He, like, really hates welcoming bees. No, he's actually trying to lie down right now. He's just, like, in his Whole Foods bag. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to character analyze Tris here, okay? Mm, it's more interesting than what happens in The Red Woman, which is we <laughs> open to a scene of Arya, your sister. I guess she's Arya. I don't know. Yeah, she's not your she- sister right now. She's blind. If mm-hmm. anyone remembers the very end of season five, her final scene, uh-huh. where she started pulling off faces from a corpse, 
and then it became her face, and then she went blind, and it was never explained. Because uh, magic, I guess. This is... She's blind. She's still blind. Yeah. However, none of those... There's no one that actually died in that scene, because both the asshole and Tom are intact, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, remember when somebody died? Like, Jaken died? But then it was, like, the asshole who died, but then it was Arya who died? Yeah. No one died. Everyone's fine. Carly, my head hurts already. <laughs> well, what is Arya doing here? She She's, like, sitting there with a bowl and begging. But she's not even, like, saying, I'm hungry, please give me food. Yeah, well, she's somebody sitting. somebody gives her a coin and she says, thank you. Like, there's, uh-huh. this, there's this one guy with, like, a giant purse, and he, like, stands there and opens up the giant purse and gives her a coin. But most I think people it's are, supposed to show that like no one cares. Yeah, most people are just kind of ignoring her and walk walking by. Like the people of Bravos are fucking jaded. I want to call Bravos the city of brotherly love. Is that okay? <laughs> Why? Just because it's funny to me. Cause... A because I'm from Philly, and B because everyone at Bravos doesn't give a shit. No Can't matter like... if you're bleeding on the sidewalk, no one even looks up. We'll we'll get to that. Don't get ahead of yourself. Okay, so she's just like but like chilling. Yeah. Somebody mentions Marin Trant, right? Someone's like, oh, after what happened to that Kingsguard? Yeah, but- so the people of Bravos officially care about that more than the people of Carol's Landing do. Well, it's, it's interesting to me because I think it was supposed to be showing... To me, I thought it was showing Arya listening and picking something up. Yeah, but... But then nothing ever yeah. came of that. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was just to remind the audience, remember when she killed Dre? Yeah, that's anyway, why she's blind. Uh, asshole comes by. He just, like, strolls by. And she goes, are you listening, blind girl? Yeah. And it's, like, so sad. No one talks to you. Ha ha. <laughs> the asshole is a bit of an asshole. And she's in her, like, House of Dark and Vague outfit. She's not, like, undercover or anything like that. No, she's in her, she's in that, like, bathrobe of not sex appeal. Yeah. But. <laughs> and, like, they have these really funny sandals that I think are hilarious for some reason. And then she anyway. just starts beating her up. She just, like, starts wailing on her. Does she give her a stick to fight back Yeah, she, she like, throws a stick at her. And, like, Arya can't see, so she, like, you know, just gets beat up on. She says to her, literally, and I quote, I can't see. To which the asshole responds, that's your problem, not mine. She's a real asshole. And she she just wails on Arya over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. It's really fun to watch. She gets really fucked up. Mm-hmm. And then the asshole leaves and says, see you tomorrow. Isn't that thrilling? Well, what's more thrilling is what comes next, right? In the it? next episode, where she's begging again, but this time she has bruises. Because uh-huh. the asshole keeps beating her up, I guess. She, like, she's just learning so much. Yeah. Um. Th- oh, and then what happens? And then... Oh, that's right. The asshole comes back. Yeah, the asshole comes back and she says, what's your name? And Arya says, no one. Which I think is hilarious because that's not how that works. <laughs> yeah, like, it's as if, like, that's her... her like, what's your name? No one. She doesn't say, no I'm one no one. Smith. She just says... <laughs> My name is no one. <laughs> no. Like, you are like no she, one. Like, it's not your, like, you know. If she had said, who are you? Yeah. Sure. Or if she had said, I'm no one. Yeah, but, but like, you know. She's these, answering like she's saying Bob. These people can't write, so they can't even get small, tiny little details right. Okay. So. Yeah, and this is more just stick hitting and. and I think, like, I'm not sure if it's just like a sound effect guy thing who wants to like actually put sound effects and shit, but every time like she gets up, she spills her bowl and you can hear the coins clinking. <laughs> just... Julia was more distracted by this than I was. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just funny. I mean, like, you can't manage I, like, your bowl of coins. I did not give a shit. I just did not give a shit. But yeah, uh, I, I, she just ends up. 
like she still gets hit a bunch and then the asshole just leaves and mm-hmm. Arya doesn't know it so we just see her whiffing over and over again yeah it's like, like she and, can't find the pinata <laughs> and then finally tom comes and catches her stick and he's like why don't you stop swinging randomly in the middle of the street yeah also, again, there's like no one, no, no one like, is seeing like, this. This is like a busy girl. alley, basically. But then, as soon as the asshole shows up, it's deserted all of a sudden, which is like on purpose. I just like this idea that people would be walking by the alley and seeing this blind girl get beat up and be like, "Okay, yeah." But yeah, uh, Tom kind of does a bookish thing ish, where he's like, "If you say your name, mm-hmm. then you'll have a roof." She goes, "I'm no one." If you say your name, you'll have a hot meal. I'm no one. If you say your name, I'll have your eyes. And he doesn't do that thing where what's your name, no one thing either. He's way smarter than the asshole. Yeah, and and Arya keeps going, I'm no one, I'm no one, I'm no one. Uh, and so finally he's like, a girl is not a beggar anymore. <sighs> Can we talk about that stupid a girl thing and how much it fucking annoys me? Also, like... It annoys me a lot more than the coin clinking. Arya being blind... <laughs> Even if it's as a punishment, Mm -hmm. being a beggar out in the streets, learning how to get around without your eyes, that's important to an assassin. Yeah. So why is it considered like a promotion that now she's only blind inside the temple? Are you asking me? Yes. (laughs) No. Was it just because she was a really bad beggar and she wasn't able to feed herself? I mean, like, because like the way that they did it in the books, yeah, we're going to bring the dreaded book knowledge, get used to it. Um, The way that they did it in the books is that she was blind and like it was kind of sort of as a punishment also not like it's something that would have happened anyway because basically what they do is they go through all the senses and they take them away one by one so you can learn how to cope without them right like so first you're blind and then you're deaf and then like you lose the use of your legs and you have to you have to do everything that you still were doing before yeah i think it wasn't so much a punishment Mm -hmm. as it was a test a a trust test because she she fucks up she kills someone she's not supposed to she kills she she kills darian and she takes his boots because good boots are hard to come by. They are. Uh, and uh, they give her milk, a glass of milk. And everyone's like, drinking this is probably going to kill me because she really just fucked up. Yeah. But she does it anyway. And then that's what makes her go blind, which is part. It's like the next stage of the training. And she has to drink the milk every night. Right. To keep blind or she'll yeah. get her eyes back. So again, it's more like a test of commitment mm-hmm. than anything or a test of like trust in them that it was a punishment. Because... She could have just said, I'm not drinking the milk, and then she would have been gone. Yeah. But, like... But not gone. Like, they wouldn't have killed her. Like, they say several times, like, you know, we can set you up with any life that you want. We can, like, find you a husband. We can make get you up an apprenticeship. We can get you on a ship back to Westeros. Anything you want, you don't have to stay here. And over and over, she says, no, I have nowhere else to go. I want to be here. But they take your eyes for the reason Mm -hmm. that, that Julia was saying. They take all your senses one at a time so that you can, like heighten the other ones which yeah and they like what they do is they send her out every is it every night or every once in a while every night they send her out and say like go find out three new things just like they did when she was cat the canals right they're just like go come back and tell us three things you didn't know before yeah and and she's as as a blind beggar she makes friends and she gets around and she gets people that feed her and you know she, she does fine but this Arya just kind of passively sat on a step and got shit kicked. And then a girl is not a beggar anymore. So she can come back inside the house of dark and vague and be blind in. And refer to herself as a girl. As it were, it's so annoying. It, like, it's, it's just so stupid. We, okay, we get, we got to plunge on, mm-hmm. my dear. Yeah. But like, no, like the whole thing with beating her up, is that supposed to be part of the curriculum? Like taking beatings? We'll get to it in our analysis. Okay. But speaking of that, in the next episode, Oathbreaker, episode three, yeah. we get 
another training montage. It's a training. Which is, oh, I love this training montage. Which is more stick heading. <laughs> um, but where it's interspliced with her talking to the asshole and telling the asshole her life story. Who are you? Which is really weird at this point yeah. to me, right? Like, why are they having her... They want her to not be Arya anymore, right? They want her to be no one. Yes. At the end of last season, she killed Trant in a decidedly Arya move. Yeah. So why are they like, tell me more about who Arya was? Um, I mean, they're trying to get her, like... Because, a like, better liar? Yeah, because she's not lying. They're hitting her whenever she's lying. They're not encouraging her to lie better. They're encouraging her to tell the truth. Or lie well, maybe. But that's not, like, that's not... We're, not, we're never shown her lying well. No. We're just shown... Every time she... Well, and also, like, saying John was her brother wasn't a lie, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah basically, she she's recapping, and she's, like, uh, she was from Winterfell. She had, uh, what, she says four brothers. She gets hit. Three brothers, one half-brother. Yeah. Like, that that kind of thing. Which is, like, so, like, sorry, John. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, yeah, you're right. She gets she gets hit. It's, like, she's getting hit as, like, a weird polygraph test. Yeah. Like, but, like what, is what does that accomplish in terms of her assassin training? Like... Julia, your notes. Am I the only one who finds their sandals hilarious ones? Yeah, I already mentioned that. I don't know. They keep on, like, you know, having these, like, close-up shots of their feet. <laughs> just, they have these, like, little sandals. I, don't, I find them hilarious. <laughs> but, yeah, so so we're learning her backstory. We're mm-hmm. learning her talking about being a Stark again. She talks about, for some reason, she talks longer about how she feels about the hounds than anyone in her family. Yeah, because we all like the hound, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, and she mentions, she she's basically saying he was off her list, but she's glad she didn't save him because she feels conflicted about it. Okay, yeah, whatever. Yeah, or confused or something, uh, I don't know. Honestly, I think it was just set up for bringing him back. I don't think this had anything to do with her. Mm-hmm. Like, who cares? It was pretty obvious in the final scene how she felt about it between them. Mm-hmm. So, we didn't need this. It also shows her, like, sniffing poisons. Yeah, because... About, about time. Because yeah, so that's one of the like, one of the main things that she does in the books. Actually, the the waif teaches her not by hitting her all about poisons and stuff like that. And that's another like she still has to do all that stuff even when she's blind. Oh, so we're not emphasizing this. Like Maisie Williams is a very animated person mm-hmm. when she speaks, and she is deadpan through this scene. Just just completely not emoting. A girl has four brothers. She did the... And you're like, oh my god. Yeah, like, that's what oh, she's supposed god. to be doing, right? She's supposed to be learning how to sail her backstory in a deadpan voice. That's what they seem to be rewarding her for. And then hitting her if she's lying. <laughs> uh, then she refreshes us on her list so that mm-hmm. we know that she has to kill Waterfrey. So it's Waterfrey, Cersei, and the Mountain, right? Yeah. The Mountain's already dead, and she doesn't magically know that, which is a nice detail, but I she, guess. Well, uh, she did know Tywin was magically dead last year. Yeah. But. I am. Well, the mountains. No, 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 Julia. He's not dead because remember, Jamie is calling him the mountain. He's a reanimated corpse. Doesn't count. Who's he walking around? Yeah, but he's a zombie. (laughs) But like everyone's calling him the mountain. I'm sorry. Like I can't keep track of all the layers of stupid. All right, let's keep going. Um, uh, at some point during this training montage, Arya successfully parries a blow from the asshole. Yeah, that's like it. Like all she does is successfully and. The asshole, like, has a breakdown. She tears up. <laughs> and, like, what happened to her, like, saying her backstory in a deadpan voice? Why is she so full of emotion? She's so sad that Arya's, her pupil is improving, basically. Yeah. I think there's even, like, dramatic... Oh, there's dramatic varying. music, yeah. Yeah. So, Tom watches this, mm-hmm. 
and he thinks it's the bee- bee's knees. So he's finally like, oh, Arya, who are you again? She's like, I'm no one. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, cool. You passed the test. No, he makes her drink the the water that kills people. Yep. Well, he, he has her sit down at the basin with that, and he scoops water, and he hands it to her, and he's like, drink this. And she's like, what? She, <laughs> what this like? But she does. Yeah, she does. Probably because, like, probably, her life. Yeah, this is probably, like, the most canon thing that happens in this entire plotline, actually. Yeah. And she gets her eyes back. It Instantaneously. Really, really and now she is no one. And the way she became no one was by saying Arya Stark's life story in a monotone voice. Is she no one now? I don't know. No, I don't think so. No. But I don't know. Hey, what happens to the next episode, Julia? In the door. Actually, it's they skip an episode, right? Yeah, they're not. They're not in episode four. Yeah. Okay, so now they're they're training with sticks again. <laughs> But this time she she can see, so that makes a difference, I guess. Is there, like, a reason that they think stick hitting is the most important skill for an assassin? Because I'm sorry, but if if you are, like, hitting your target with a stick, yeah. you're not being a very good assassin. Do you think that they're supposed to do this, or is the asshole just overzealous? Hashtag overzealous. Like, like Spoonella? Yeah. I mean, it's a theme, right? <laughs> well, I just, even dueling, like, the whole point of assassins, skills that assassins need to know, like... Cutting purses mm-hmm. is a good yeah. skill. One that Arya poisons, learns. Poisons is a really, really good skill. Spying without being seen. Yeah. Uh, probably, like, weaving through crowds. Stuff like yeah. that. Stick hitting? <laughs> I think I I think the asshole just wants to wail on her. And, like, Tom yeah. lets her do it for some reason. Oh, I don't know also, why Tom Arya... is so tolerant of the asshole and her shenanigans. Also, despite Arya's one successful parry last ep- two episodes ago, mm-hmm. she just sucks donkey dicks here. <laughs> She's just like so bad. And then the asshole keeps going, y'all not fede. And, and she says, uh, you'll never be one of us, Lady Stark. <laughs> Which, aren't they trying to make her know what? I don't understand what's happening. Uh, I mean, they're like trying to do it by nagging her, right? Well, she says like, you're not one of us, Lady Stark, or you'll never be one of us. And then, and then uh, Tom goes, she has a point. <laughs> And apparently that point is that there's not usually highborn faceless men, and this has to do with their origin. Yeah, they were slaves in the mines of Valyria, and then they rose up and they killed all the overseers and the masters, which... And then they founded brothers (sighs) and freed slaves, which, yes and no? Okay, so the the closest thing they have to this conversation in the books is they actually talk about how very few of the faceless men are women, because women are more nurturing or some such bullshit. Um, but the or yeah, the uh, origin of the faceless men is similar, but also the opposite in the books. So what happens is that, that it did all start in the mines of Valeria, where you know slaves worked under horrible conditions, and like you know they wanted to die. And there is this the first faceless man. We have no idea who he was, and there's it's actually quite important. Whether, we don't know whether he was a master or a slave, and or anything like that, and. Like, um, the kindly man actually says, like, explicitly, we don't know who he was. He could have been either of those things. And what he did is he, he found the slave who was asking most fervently for death and he gave him the gift. So he didn't kill the overseers. He killed a slave, right? Yeah. Uh, and Arya at the time is like, that's some bullshit. Yeah. And then, but then the kindly man says, oh, don't worry. Death came for the slavers too, which is like, yay, let's make theories about this. But, um, like, that kind of moral ambiguity is kind of the whole point of the Voiceless Men, you know? Like, they don't, they're not social justice warriors. They, they kill people. Like, that's, 
that's another actually really important point, mm-hmm. Julia, because so keep in mind last season, it was kind of like they went out of their way to show that Arya's like target was a really bad ombre. Yeah. <laughs> Because he was extorting... He wouldn't sell a life insurance policy to someone really stupid. (laughs) And this meant he was bad. Yes. But, like, they they kind of bent over backwards to make them sound like social justice warriors. And, like, the whole thing where, where, like, Arya was getting her pigeon stolen from her, but then, the you know, Tom, disguised as a black dude, shows up and they, like, run away because they're, like, scared of the faces. Yeah. So... And then there's this story, too, where it's like, oh, they freed all the slaves and they allowed Bravos to be founded. Well, I mean, Bravos was founded by former yeah. slaves, but all it was was they started, like, a death cult in the minds yeah. of the Yeah, I mean, Bravos doesn't sound like, like, it seems like the faceless men were there, but it sounds more like, you know, like a maroon camp that made it big more than anything else. Yeah, Bravos was not founded by the faceless yeah. men. Yeah, well, it was and it wasn't. I, well, it, yeah, it was and <laughs> yeah. it wasn't, but I'm saying, like, it... it yeah. The way it makes it sound is like they were all It's like saying that, like, you know, Haiti was founded by the voodoo. Like, it was. Like, yes. it, they were there the whole time. But, yeah. But it, it was more complicated yeah. than that. Yeah. That's actually a really good yeah. comparison. Anyway, uh, that's <laughs> that conversation, I guess. Yeah. And so then he tells her that her next job is to go kill this actress. I guess we'll call her an actress, even though we have declared war on that word. Um, and he hands her a little bottle of poison because, of course, he does. And he says that there will not be a third chance. Yeah, because she already fucked up that one bottle poisoned-handed assassination. I mean, like, this isn't hard, Arya, you know? <laughs> what was her second chance? He's doing chance? all the Did work for you. No, the first chance was the uh, the insurance salesman, and this is the second chance. Which she didn't kill. And so if she fucks this up, there's not going to be a third chance. Oh, right, right. Strike one. You know what they say, strike one, shame on me. Strike <laughs> you can't two. be fooled again. You're out. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm trying to quote The Office. There's a Michael Scott quote. There's uh, I guess Bush quotes uh, aren't the thing anymore. I'm sorry. I'm out of touch. Yeah. They say that a face needs to be added to the hall. Yeah. They don't have enough, presumably I guess. It, need, it needs to be Lady Crane. I didn't think that they made faces out of every single person they killed, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So she sets off to go do this kill. Mm-hmm. And, she, and uh, you know what? I, you know what I'm confused about, though. Like he says, "Oh, they're not usually highborn." Yeah. What did the, what did that have to do with any? Whatever. <laughs> he also says Arya is not allowed to have a face from the hall. Yeah. To do this, so she has to dress up as your sister again. I don't understand why. Wouldn't people be like, "Oh, there's that oyster lady that we think killed Trant." <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't get what this Assassin's Guild is doing. <laughs> but what is this Meta Players Club doing? They are. Oh, this, they're reenacting season one of Game of Thrones. Yeah, and it's a more accurate adaptation than what we have now. That's for sure. It's very Ember Islands player. Yeah, like it's supposed to be for sure. But if you look at how the personalities are evol- have evolved and how like the perceptions have evolved, it's actually very on the mark. Yeah. I mean, frankly, Ember Island's player wasn't off the mark with how they portrayed I mean, that the was, Yeah, that was kind of the point of that. Uh, yeah. That was, Let's that was not talk about a much better show. Um, anyways, so, so, like, they have, like, King Robert there, like, and all of the all of the dialogue rhymes, but not really. Well, yeah, like, Cogman tries to rhyme tusks and guts, which, okay. Uh, you know, it, it's not bad. It's really not bad. Uh, Actually, I think it's pretty bad. It's, <laughs> I, th- I think this is the better dialogue of the season. Uh, well, that's probably true. I mean, it's not supposed to be naturalistic. It's like, you know, like, kind of like Renaissance-esque. Like, just, it's it's inverse, right? So, you can't... It's supposed to be It's funny. apples I to think oranges, it's a- really. 
I think it's also supposed to be pro Lannister. Yeah. While being anti Tyrion specifically. Yeah. So it's, it's basically like Carol's dream play. But it, the thing is, with what we know of Carol, oh, Carol is Cersei, by the way. We didn't say that oh, in no. names if this is your first episode, but that's what we call Cersei because she's just like a, a good struggling mom. Yeah. The way that Carol, like, because Carol just seems super reasonable and Ned seems like this big fucking idiot. And if you <laughs> think so. back to. If you think back to, like, how they've been portrayed, like, yeah, mm-hmm. kind of. Because uh, the whole Ned's plotline was Otter gets you killed because they scrapped R plus L equals J to explain his actions. So he just seemed like an idiot. And then Carol is, like, super reasonable and just trying to, like, protect her kid and make the kingdom run smoothly. And my favorite part of this is that there's a part where Carol's trying to patiently explain to Ned <laughs> the line of succession. Yeah, because Ned, of course, wants to be king, right? Yeah, it's hilariously like, getting details wrong. The line of success. What does that What's mean? What does that mean? The proper progression. What does that mean? <laughs> it's actually really funny. Because yeah. cause that reminds... I think that might be Cogman shitting on <laughs> the end of the season, too. Where Ned is a standard for D&D and Dorn. he's Carol. Yeah, so... Yeah, this is Brian Cogman's high cry for help. That is... Yeah, I just love it. I just love it. Um, Okay, some things to note about Mm -hmm. this. There are two old ladies in the audience who are Kylie and Julia. (laughs) Because there's a deleted scene where they're both, like, utterly gratuitous. (laughs) And then then Maisie Williams, I mean, your sister, says, Why don't you stop watching that? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I love it. Maisie Williams is lucky she's such a talented actor, or I'd be so much more harder on her. (sighs) Yeah. There's also a weird thing that the play does where they kind of make Tywin look like a bad guy, but this is definitely a pro-Carol play. They make Tyrion look like... Like, Tyrion is... is like Because in a spoiler chapter for The Winds of Winter, um, which this is the third time they've adapted now, um, Arya goes undercover, basically, as an actor in a theater, and they're doing a play that's about... Tyrion, but it's like completely blackwashing Tyrion. It's called the Bloody Hand, and it's propaganda, yeah. basically. Well, it's not really yeah. like you know, it's it's in Bravo, so I'm not sure about that. It's just like this is like how this is the story that people have heard outside of Westeros about about uh, Tyrion, how these he's like this Richard the Third kind of figure, basically. Um, and this is obviously the same kind of thing. Like Tyrion is the bad guy, and uh, Carol seems to be the the chief good guy in this whole thing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so this isn't, like, far mm-hmm. off, really. And you have, like, Sansa as, like, the slutty, like, ditzy one. <laughs> yeah. 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 So this is, really isn't far off. Anyway, we go backstage, and we get a warty dick shot. Yes, because they're so, like, equitable with their nudity. Equal opportunity nudity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Lady Crane is, like, so relatable, guys. Yeah. She's so relatable. But- she drinks rum. She doesn't drink wine. She drinks rum. You know who's not relatable? And- Bianca. And she, yeah, she, she's flirting with, like, Bonobo. Yeah. The guy who plays Tyrion. Uh, Bianca... Yeah, it was actually, it was actually kind of funny. Bianca is the, the, the um, younger actor who plays Sansa, who was, um, who did some full frontal. <laughs> or just boobies. It was just boobies, right? It was just boobies. Yeah. Not, not at this point. So, so now she, she's walking around she, down, uh, the backstage with her boobies all out. Um. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Isambaro is telling her off for being such a bad actor. And... You rang very Yeah, but she's just frustrated and she wants more. Um, she's like, these lines are stupid <laughs> and I'm so much better. Yeah. So then it cuts back to Arya talking to Tom. Mm-hmm. She's going, a girl will poison the gun. 
And so she asks him again if she can have a face to do that. He's like, no, you're not ready for a face. And she's like, okay. This might have been, this might have been the first time she asked for a yeah. face, actually. No, I think about it. Yeah. Um, oh, she also has conflicted feelings because she, this is the first time she learned that this isn't a social justice warrior club. Well, because I think before it was, and this is like a recent change, like, it's impossible to tell. Anyway, she starts... Maybe times are hard and they really needed that concept. Yeah. Um, well, she starts chatting just about um, who she thinks that took out the hit and she thinks it was Bianca, which I think we find out it was or... Yeah, yeah, we do. But, like, isn't Bianca... How did Bianca afford this? Yeah, I mean, because usually, like, you... Like, sometimes they imply that you have to spend a massive amount of money, but just, like, it's not really the amount of money. It's it's kind of like, you know, in the in the Gospels, you have that story about how the lady who gives two pennies, the poor lady who gives two pennies to the temple gives more than the rich man. You know, it's kind of... I don't, but sure. Well, because you never read the Gospels, because you're Jewish. But, um, it's just like, <laughs> like, you, in order to get a hit from the faceless men, you have to sacrifice something very precious. And... Yeah. That could, for for yeah. you. For your circumstance. And I'm not sure what it was Bianca gave up. They also are doing something interesting where Arya in this scene is like chewing her lip. Mm -hmm. And she, it really to me feels like she's regressed since before she was your sister of the canals last season. Because that is like a telltale sign of, you know, Arya, Arya Stark specifically. She is being openly conflicted about her kill at this point after being already much further into this than anything else. And she's just kind of like obviously not on board. But Tom isn't like, what is your name? Or he doesn't do anything. He's just like, you're not ready for a face, but whatever. Yeah. It's it's just weird. It's just weird. Anyway, so yeah, she's, she decides she's going to poison the rum. And then it's our favorite episode in the history of the entire universe. Blood of my blood, episode six. Oh, this... The best episode. Winter Hell does not have any scenes in it. Maybe that's Yeah, it. but everything else does. And it's just wonderful it's just so bad this is mm. this is definitely the sons of the heart yeah. of season six we've said we should it do like a special episode just about this one. <laughs> and it's written by cogman yeah too, so he's poor guy all right so we're back with the meta players club and the book snobs in the audience yeah and it's obvious that Arya has seen this like a lot of times yeah. but i guess there's like five acts or something i don't know we keep seeing different parts yeah. of it um and you know for all bianca's bitching the Marge actress didn't even get a lot. Yeah, she's just kind of like there in her vaguely flowery dress. And there is no Tommen. No, there's not. Uh, Arya, this is the part with Joffrey's death, and he's just like, you know, he, he strangles, and Arya's giggling. Yeah. Uh, and according to Weiss, she knows that they're getting details wrong, but she also regrets that she didn't How have a How does she know that they're getting die. details wrong? She wasn't anywhere near there at this point. So, well, I think she just knows the whole thing is heightened. Yeah. So it's a comic version, and it gives her great pleasure of it. Because she wanted to have watched Joffrey die, I guess. Uh-huh. And it's like, the tone of this play confuses me. Yeah, we're supposed to sympathize with Carol, but then they make, like, Tywin and Joffrey's deaths really comedic. Yeah, and everyone's laughing. But then, like, later on, they're all crying when Carol does her monologue. It, it reminds me of... um. In, in the Red Letter Media review of uh, Phantom Menace, when it shows the guy who tries to explain tone to George Lucas, and he's like, <laughs> you know, you go from being riveted by the space battle to being sad about Qui-Gon to being, you know, feeling funny with Jar Jar in the space of a minute. <laughs> and George Lucas is just like, uh, didn't I used to be good at this? Um, yeah. Okay, so, but Lady Crane has this monologue about where she's sad about Joffrey dying, and She's actually, like, it's very, it's very reserved. It's, it's, yeah, it's very nice. It's a very good speech. Yeah. It reminded me of the end of Macbeth. Yeah. <laughs> and Warty Dick Guy is really good at playing dead. 
And the March actress just like doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> She's just kind of standing I there going, that- "Oh, my husband's dead." I guess. Um, yeah. Also, Arya is acting like she has not seen this before. Yeah. And Bianca, the dutiful understudy, is in plain sight of the audience, just like behind like a little. Yeah, it's, it's all like all about see you. Her. <laughs> And she's, like, mouthing along, but she, like, everyone can see her! What kind of an understudy does this? Uh, I know, and uh, then we see anyway. the end, this is apparently the last scene of the play, because they have the, like, bowing right after this, where uh, Tyrion kills Tywin when he's sitting on the toilet. But it's, like, a, again, a funny yeah. thing, he's, like, making farting There's a guy with, like, a, like, a whoopee cushion in the back. Yeah, mm. so Arya goes backstage to do her conflicted poisoning, yeah, she, I guess. she pours and, some poison into the rum bottle. And then, like, all the actors come in, and, and you know, Isambaro is all, the crowd of shit. <laughs> and Lady Crane is being very meta. She's just like, well, the writing's... She's like, you know, we do we do what we can with it. Actually, I don't think she says that here, no. She runs into She runs Arya, into right? Arya, and she starts, like, talking about how she seems to be, like, creeping on this play a lot. And she, she's like, you must want to be a thespian. Yeah. And she's just like, yeah, that's what happened to me. You know, like the players came to my village and I ran away to join them and I've never looked back since. So they're like bonding. They're like actually bonding. And this actor is really good. I don't know who she is, but she's really good. She's really, I love her. Yeah. yeah. I mean, her character's demented, but I love her. <laughs> her character's confusing more than anything else. And then she talks the about her more confused- beautiful eyebrows. <laughs> Arya's beautiful eyebrows. Yeah. And then um the weirdest part is that she talks about how bad her final speech is, even though the entire audience was, like, sobbing. Were they sobbing in this version, or is it just the next I version? Don't, I don't know. I mean, Arya, Arya was, was really by this Um Yeah. But then she asks Arya for, like, advice on how to change it. Yeah. And Arya... It's like, more, more vengeance. <laughs> she's, she's, like, putting herself in a position of relating to Cersei, which is weird. Yeah. It's... It's a little odd. Oh, she also says that her name is Mercy. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, then Bianca comes in and is, like, all jealous. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's more... Oh, yeah, this is this is where the back and forth happens between the Tywin actor who's like, oh, no one was laughing at Ned's death. And uh, Lady Crane is all like, you know, I just do what I can with what I'm given. Yeah. Which, to me, feels 100% like Brian Cogman about this episode because he's like, oh, I have to write an episode where, you know... The the leader of the Kingsguard forgets to secure the king before <laughs> yeah. like, staging a rebellion, and a dragon just like pops out of thin air. Like this is this is what I have to write. Okay. Um, anyway, and um, so so but but then like uh, Isambaro or like the Taiwan actor, he just like starts going nuts. And it's just like, how dare you question my ability to write this? <laughs> Everyone's up to the tits and ideas. Yeah, <laughs> it's very meta, and then. Um, but they do, the, like, like the direction does this whole thing where, it, like, we know the rum is poisoned, right? But obviously Lady Crane does. So there's all these, like, little moments where, like, she almost drinks, but then she doesn't. She almost drinks and then she doesn't. It's a little annoying. But then Arya runs in. And, <laughs> and just knocks it yeah. out of her hand. And then does what no faceless assassin would ever do. Points at Bianca. Goes, careful of that one. She wants you dead. <laughs> That's how to, you know, maintain good client. Relations. But Julia, Julia, who else is backstage? Is it the asshole? <laughs> it's the asshole and her very nineties haircut. Her her haircut is hilarious. I she, she has <laughs> these like cool little like mini French braids kind of around the temples. I like those. But um, yeah, just I don't know. Like it's definitely not like a setting appropriate hairdo. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and she just 
cuts this evil smile. But it's, it's like a Terminator kind. Like she has like Terminator mannerisms. <laughs> You know, oh God, just like, like, she, like, she like stops and then like slowly tilts her head and then turns around. It's, it's like an evil robot. <laughs> it's very weird. And it's not, it's not just in this scene that she does this. So then the asshole goes back to the house of dark and vague where Jaken is literally cutting the face off of a corpse, which Tom, yeah. oh, sorry, Tom, is that how that works? I guess it must be how yep. it works. He's just like using a scalpel and going yeah. to town. I mean, I, is that how it must work in the book? Well, that's what Arya does at the end of this. I guess. Well, I mean, they cut it off somehow, but I'm assuming they treat it with something. Yeah, man, and it's like magic, you know, like, because they, they apply the face to your face and they have to do this, like, kind of ritual that's painful, right? Yeah, and they do cut into your face. I don't know. It's a whole thing. Yeah. But it, it's magic. It's not just you're wearing, like, it, you're not just wearing a skin. Yeah, I mean, that's obviously because how it is you in the show, too. you get the memories yeah. of the person I mean, you're they wearing. They don't talk about that at all. But then, apparently, um, yeah, the asshole uh, talks to Tom and says that, like, oh, Arya didn't do it. She fucked up. And Tom seems a little sad. But then, uh, Asshole says that you promised me that I could kill her. <laughs> Remember that? She's just like very insistent. It's like, yeah, just don't, don't make it hurt. Yeah, and he's just like, yeah, make sure she doesn't suffer. That's the one thing he says about the matter. Meanwhile, Arya knows that she's like, you know, okay, strike three. Mm-hmm. So she goes and digs out Needle and goes to bed like with it drawn. Yeah. And blows out the candle. <clears throat> so, next scene. In the next episode, next the episode. broken man. Uh, because. Yeah, this is the one that uh, starts with the with the Sandra Clegane cold open. I can't even. <sighs> I mean, just like watching the little bits of it when I was fast forwarding through watching this episode, it was just like, what the fuck is this? It's actually funnier because like, you can tell about a few shits Ian McShane gives. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Arya, after being incredibly nervous and going to bed with Needle John, mm-hmm. is suddenly the next day just like strutting around Bravos with a like this smug ass expression. <laughs> She's very smug. And she just drops these two giant sacks of gold at a Westerosi captain to, like, demand that they leave in the morning and she gets a captain. Yeah. And Cause that's and he knows exactly about how Theon and Yara are in, are in uh, Slaver's Bay already. Slaver's Bay! Yeah. Even though in the same episode, like, three seconds before, we saw them in Volantis. <sighs> I mean, is that supposed to imply that a large amount of time has passed? Between the two scenes? Yeah. Well, I mean, because this is the same it episode could. as like, the How many nights has she North, gone right? to bed with Needle Drawn, though? I mean, this is the same sort of the walking tour of the North, which must have taken some weeks at least. But Arya's scene, this scene could not be more than a day after. This would be what Arya does the next day. Necessarily. Why? She, you can't, how many I mean, maybe days she was hiding she out for a while. In the house, but she was in the house of Dark and Fae. No, she, no, the, where she was sleeping wasn't in the house of Dark and Fae. I just don't think this makes a lot of sense, especially because <laughs> there's still an open contract on Lady Crane. Like yeah. This, to me, Arya's plotline from, you know, Poisoning the rum to the end of this seems like it spans two days. I think you must be right. So maybe Arya is, you know, like Danny's plotline doesn't line up in the books with like where other ones are sometimes. Yeah. Like sometimes she's in the fa- past, you know. Or sometimes she's in the future. I mean, like the but things that like, um, the stuff that happens in the Winds of Winter at the beginning with Arya is actually before the stuff that happens in Slaver's Bay with Clinton. Right. Like, well, there's like just that. absolutely here's the thing like okay this was the same episode that had Theon and Yara in Volantis Mm -hmm. we didn't need exposition on where the Iron Fleet was no so why did they why did they even have this guy say this this the timeline issue would not have been brought up if they had been talking about literally anything else I don't know anyway anyway the the ship's captain is just like fine whatever I guess yeah I mean he's impressed with her giant sacks of where did she get these giant sacks of gold what do you care 
No, I do care. Where'd she get these giant sacks of coal? What do you care? <sighs> if, 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 if that's what she says to him, and yeah. she like makes this really well, he says face. it to her first, right? Yeah, I guess. Anyway, she's like, if we get like a, a moment of her overlooking the vista of Bravos and being like super happy. If I were her, I'd be like, fuck no, can I sleep on your cabin now? <laughs> yeah, seriously. I've got assassins after me. Yeah, well, per- but- according to the director, this is like a huge mistake, right? She got overconfident, and her overconfidence is her weakness. She- Everyone forgets that she's a kid. Yeah, exactly. What? So then this, like, very nice Croatian <laughs> extra. <laughs> no, just like, during- while-, while the season was filming, I think, like, in the live vlog or whatever, I was just like, I think they got, like, they hung out in front of a church and just got a random old Croatian lady to be an extra. <laughs> And she just comes up and, I mean, she's definitely, like, Bethilda bag-shotting towards her. Like, yeah. this woman is acting suspicious, and she's just like, sweet girl. Yeah. And Arya's like, yeah, can I, like, help you carry your groceries across the street or something? And then she just stabs her in the stomach. Um, so then Arya throws herself- No, but first she takes in- off her face and reveals that, <gasps> shock! Who is it, Kylie? It's the asshole. It's the asshole! And also that whole, like, don't make her suffer thing. Yeah, I mean, getting stabbed in the stomach probably hurts quite a bit. I- I've never been stabbed in the stomach myself, times. but I'm guessing. I just don't understand why the asshole is allowed to have personal grudges. Like, isn't she supposed to be no one? Isn't no one not supposed to give it? <sighs> yeah, I think we can talk about that so, later. So, Arya throws herself off of, like, this wall and lands in the canal, and the asshole waits for approximately two seconds before leaving. It's like, well, I'm satisfied. Yeah, but then, oh you no, are shock a, You are professional... You're a professional assassin. You don't watch a little bit longer to see if she surfaces. Well, shock of shocks, she does. And she drags herself out of the canal, and then she's just, like, walking down the street of Bravos, like... Bleeding while no one pays Holding her guts in. Literally, no one pays any attention. Yeah, like, there's probably poop leaking into her abdominal cavity. Just saying. And just no... People aren't even like, do you need any... She's soaking wet Mm -hmm. and bleeding everywhere, and no one's even like, do you need something? Why are people so dickish in this city like not even I new yorkers like are this I, mean i mean i'm an introvert but if i saw someone <laughs> walking down the street holding their cuts in i'm pretty sure i'd be like excuse me do you need a band-aid i mean there's like, like one extra who like like gives her like a stink eye kind of thing and like curls her lip up it's just like ew gross like, you're bleeding all over the place <laughs> <laughs> how dare you we just washed these <laughs> steps so anyway the next episode, no one. It's called No One, and it's magical, guys. It's magical. All right. <laughs> so we start off uh, with another edition of the Meta Players Club. Why don't you talk about this, this time? Kylie? Okay, sure. So this time, Lady Crane decided to take Arya's really good advice, and she gives a vengeful monologue, which, by the way, is incredibly similar to the last monologue she gave, but at the end, she's just like, I'm going to hunt them down. Yeah. And the audience is so moved they're like sobbing with her and then like cheering wildly they even have men crying D and made it, men cry because that's how moved they ends, are it ends on the line but now i seek vengeance on sansa the whore and that's like the last line i do have a theory that cogman wrote all of these scenes yeah i just i just think that makes sense in the writer's room to divide it up i don't know for sure um but yeah like, the, like the i know is... this is a really stupid detail but why is she calling sansa whore Julia. why Please tell me. Babe, drop in the bucket. I know, but just, like, not even, like, the character had, you know, her bodice ripped off by somebody who was about so, to rape her. So now she's Lady a whore. Lady goes backstage <sighs> and finds Arya just, like, bleeding in a cupboard. Yeah, there's a nice tracking shot where they follow her backstage, I guess. 
It's okay. Yeah, and there, there's a building sense of doom because there still is an open contract on her. Yeah. Um. So Lady Crane takes her to Lady Crane's School of Medicine. And stop it. <laughs> and yeah, so, and she like somehow manages to have the expertise to sew up her gut wound. Yeah, so she stitches Arya up and we see Arya recover. I mean, did she like reconstruct her intestines her. too? Like, what? Okay, but anyway. Yeah, she just like, well, she's tying a bandage around her tummy and I guess that's good enough. And Arya's like, how did you learn to sew people up? Yeah. And Lady Crane says, I'm a jealous woman and I date bad boys and they cheat on me, so I stab them and then I patch them up the next yeah, day. Yeah, because she feels bad after she stops along. This is like actually her story. And this, this seems perfectly reasonable, I guess, to Arya. Then Arya is also like, what did you do about Bianca, who wants you dead? And she's like, well, after what I did to Bianca's face, I don't think she's going to get any work as an actor. <sighs> and you know what's also hilarious? Lady Crane can't cook. She can't cook. She gives Arya soup and she's like, oh, it's so bad. I just can't cook. Isn't that hilarious? It's like Eowyn's stew. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um... So, like, here's the, here's the issue. Like, Eowyn was so much better than her. I mean, Eowyn was just like, yeah, anyway. Well, Eowyn didn't really shy away from femininity, exactly. but that's not, <laughs> that's not the point. Um, here, here's the issue. Like, what we just described, Lady Crane is clearly insane. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just like, she regularly stabs all her partners and then feels bad. And, like, this is like, she's done this enough that she's like an expert. Like, this is a very unstable woman. Yeah. <laughs> and yet, somehow, I'm won over by the niceness of her interaction with Arya, even though they're bonding about mutilating people, mm-hmm. just because that's how starved for nice interaction we are. Yeah, so Lady Queen basically uh, invites like invites Arya to join the, the Meta Players Club and says that they're going to be moving on to Pentos soon. Which would have been cool, but whatever. Yeah. Oh, she could have run into Evil Sex Worker. That would have been awesome. Yeah. Evil, you know um, Evil Sex Worker is running Pentos by now. Arya doesn't want to go because she wants to keep Crane safe. Yeah. Because she knows that there's an assassin action. This is actually nice. Like, Arya's motivated by compassion. Yeah. And then Lady Crane says, like, where do you want to go? And instead of Arya being like, I want to go home to Westeros, she goes, I want to sail the world and find out what's west of Westeros. I mean, I think it's just like, you know, they liked, they liked it when, like, Maisie Williams has that, like, glint of happiness in her eyes or something. So she's like, let's write something so we can make Maisie Williams look happy. I don't know. But she clearly wants to go home. I, like, isn't okay. that what this entire plotline is supposed to be about? And, like, how is this touching? None of it makes sense. Why, why am I compelled by this? Uh, but, yeah, Lady Crane convinces her to drink milk of the poppy because, like, there's still half her guts hanging out. Yeah. And she and, goes to I'm sorry, but in that case, opioids would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh... When she wakes up, we get, like, this shot of Lady Crane hearing something. Yeah, and she has really nice hair. I like Lady Crane. Like, because she wears a blonde wig, but then she has this, like, dark hair. It's, like, like how I've always imagined Ariane Martel's hair. It's, like, long and curly and all the way down to the small of her back. Anyway, she fucking gets murdered. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Like, Arya hears a noise, and then she goes to check, and Lady Crane is, like... Yeah, well, because Lady Crane went, like, she went up on a chair to get something off a high shelf, and then she turns around, and it's, a, like, a boy there. Or a man, yeah. rather. He's got a beard. I guess he's not a boy. But, um, yeah, she turns around, and a man is there. And then Arya yeah. wakes up and hears something, and she goes, and there's Lady Crane's broken body. And there's, guess who? The it's the asshole! And she says, like, if you hadn't done her, your, if you had done your job right, she wouldn't have felt any pain. Yeah, which... What? Um, Kylie, no. We can't gloss over this. What? 
And then she said the many-faced god has been promised another name. Uh Uh-huh. Which I guess is Arya's. Yes. Right? I don't know. So... I guess that's the implication. But but why is Tom, like, cool with the asshole? I don't... I don't... Maybe he's not. How is the asshole acting any better than Arya for killing Tran? I guess they had an open contract on Crane, right? I don't know. So killing her is okay. And killing Arya is okay. I guess Bianca forgot to withdraw it after her face got mutilated. Yeah. And can you withdraw a face with men contract? I don't know. So Arya, like, hurls herself no, but did, out like, the window. The asshole is unhinged. Yeah. She's just, like, she's, like, gleeful and, like, smirking and, like, you can, like, she's, like, giggling almost at the idea of killing Arya. Yeah, so then Arya yeah. throws herself off the balcony. <laughs> and then there's parkour. <gasps> I can't even, um... Apparently, this is the inevitability of what will happen to people who run afoul of the faceless men, as Arya has done, according to Weiss. Uh-huh. Parkour. And, like, remember how she had, like, an open womb on her belly that just got stitched up? She's, like, sliding on it. Yeah. And, like, there's dirt getting into it. And then just, like, the asshole is chasing her with this Terminator smirk. Also, she's just coming out of a milk of the poppy-induced, like, sleep. Yeah. This is a high level of alertness. I mean, I guess, like, the adrenaline would really kick in. I guess I've never had this experience after <laughs> taking like Tylenol with codeine, so I can't really speak to it. Yeah. But I can't imagine being this hyper aware. So then she she I mean, like fuck, if I have she manages coffee. to lose the asshole for a minute by going into a Turkish bath, which I think is kind of funny. There's like these dudes I there with the towels to- on. <laughs> this whole thing, like yeah. I swear, Benny often Weiss were playing Assassin's Creed in the writers' room and then wrote this scene. <laughs> So finally, you know, she does like fall down these steps and her stitches rip open and stuff. And yeah. for some reason the Bravasi are like all up no, about like, the spill. She like jumps over a wall and falls like twenty feet onto some stone steps and like rolls down the street and knocks over all of the fruit. And the Bravosi are like, My fruit! My cabbages <laughs> Yeah, and they just don't even look at the girl. Yeah, and they're all like, ah, how dare you knock over our fruit? There is a, like, girl bleeding to death. Nobody cares. <laughs> no one even, like, looks at her. So at some point, Arya figures out she can lure the asshole into a trap. Yes? Is that what happens? Yeah. And she lures her into where she kept Needle hiding. Yeah. Which is this dingy room that has just one candle lit. Oh, you know what? You know what? Maybe you're right, Joy. Maybe she wasn't in the House of Talking yeah. Dead when she went to yeah, this is Needle. Yeah, this is the your sister's room or whatever, right? Somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I think she just found it. It was like, yeah, just, like she was chilling in an alley. What, like when she like was when she was Mercy in the book, she didn't live in the temple. She was. But yeah, she she basically like staggers away and it seems like she's gonna just die, but what she's doing is cleverly leaving a blood trail so the asshole can find her in like Mercy's little hidey hole. And this is uh or your sister's hidey hole. And she has she picks up needle. There's just the one candle in the room. Yeah, and the asshole is like, ha ha, you can't beat me, you're going to die. And then, like, Arya, like, closes her eyes and does, like, this whole, like, kind of <gasps> thing with a needle. I, I can't describe it. Like, she puts it up to her face. She, she like, puts it at the ready. Mm. And then she slices down and cuts the candle in half. Uh-huh. In its, like, ha- at its halfway point. And it instantly extinguishes because that's how wicks and wax work. Yeah. And then the next scene we have is Tom walking around the house of Dark and Vague. Just like, you know, and he finds a blood trail of his own. 
And he finds the blood trail and he follows it and it's a dripping mask of the asshole. Yeah, and he's like, oh, that's unexpected. And he turns around and Arya's there and she's holding Needle, like... And she's not bleeding? No, she doesn't. She seems fine. I mean, she seems a little sweaty. She's just standing, she's just standing and holding Yeah, needle. she seems a little sweaty and, like, maybe, like, there's some darkness going on under her eyes. But other than that, she's fine. And he goes, you passed! Yeah. <laughs> well, because Arya finally. confronts him. She's just like, you sent the asshole to kill me. What the fuck? <laughs> and finally, a girl is no one. Yeah. I meant for this all the time. And she's just like, no, no. I'm Arya Stark of Winterhell, and I'm going home. Yes, and triumphant music plays. It's not the children theme, is it? I don't care. No. <laughs> I don't think it is. I don't I don't remember. Well, we're obviously going to get back to this moment, but let's first of all go to the final episode. The Winds of Winter, Winds of Winter. <laughs> Where uh, she, Arya is wearing the face of Karen from Poldark. <laughs> I don't watch Poldark. <laughs> I wish I didn't, but that's the face she's wearing. Yeah. And she's, like, making eyes at Larry, Jamie, whatever. Larry. And Bronn is, like... Yeah, because this is the party at the twins after they take River Run. And Bronn is jealous that Larry's so hot. Yeah, and all of the girls want his golden fingers up their cunts. Right. But, like, honestly, this this scene doesn't really... Yeah. We'll get to it for the Riverlands. But uh, then we cut to no, another it's, scene. It's establishing that there's this, like, basic, this wine pourer at the twins who exists, basically. Yeah, so then the next scene is Walter Frey, Walter uh, Filch... <laughs> completely alone completely in, in his, his entire like giant hall and doesn't he have like, five zillion family members how is this man ever alone and he's eating and drinking and karen you know sidles in with her wine uh-huh. and her she has a big pie and she she sets down the pie for him mm-hmm. like in this giant piece of pie and, and she's like pouring some wine and walter of course is, is creeping on her and like slaps her bottom and all that stuff which is very in character mm-hmm. for him yeah and then he's like, oh, where are my sons, Blackwalder and Lothar? They're supposed to be here. <laughs> Why don't you do this? Go ahead. They're here, my lord. <laughs> where, where are they? No, they're already here, my lord. <laughs> then he, like, looks around. Here, my lord. And then, like, she points to the pie. <laughs> and he, like, lifts up the the crust. <laughs> like the top of the pie and there's like a dirty gross fingernail in there and then she starts going it wasn't easy grand they weren't easy to carve <laughs> especially black walder yeah and then at some point she just yanks off her mouse on, uh, mouth oh my god she yanks off her mask and oh it's it's aria omg and the mask also ha- it also has a uh, the mask also have hairdos attached to them fun fact yeah that's true it's very like a uh, like batwoman's cow yeah <laughs> uh and yeah she's like yo i'm Arya stark and i'm the last face you're gonna see before you die yeah and then she slits his throat and he bleeds out and she has this like weird smirk on her face her hands were quick her fingers strong and then stung a little but not for long the plot line is over yeah and those who thought her a simple quad were soon reconsidering under the sod um it's over <laughs> So that took us over an hour, but obviously we were kind of getting into some backstory of the faceless man in it yeah. and um, some other stuff. So let's jump into analysis. Uh, I think the first thing we need to talk about mm-hmm. is what does it mean to be no one? Um, well, in the books, <laughs> being no one basically means that like you have no real self-identity of your own, right? You're just kind of able to move from role to role, and not have any attachments. Yes. Right? 
Yes, it, it you are devoid of an identity. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you kind of you like you have, don't really have a will. You're just kind of like I do. You're an in, you're an instrument mm-hmm. of the of the many faces. And God. you don't question things like you know who you should be killing things like that. But like you do have an because like you know the wave has that backstory. But that was just a test, Arya. Yeah, but but she's just like this is my actual backstory, and you know it's two truths and a lie. Yeah, I don't really know. I don't know. But the idea is that they I mean, said like, enough of the their impression and- that I really get from the books is not so much that they actually want her to forget Arya Stark. They just want her to be good enough at lying that she's not Arya Stark, you know? Because, mm-hmm. like, yeah. I don't th- like, it's not possible <laughs> to forget your identity quite so much. Um, I mean, that was, like, the point of the whole Reek plotline, right? Or at least, or at least, like, to get to a point where you're not really judging things yeah. as yourself for this cause. Yeah, it's just a very it's just a very intense Stark Brotherhood. Um, mm-hmm. Now in the show, I mean, there's there's hints of that. They they seem to be unwilling to commit to it. Mo- okay, mostly because the asshole exists and like, I have a real problem with this plotline. Okay, because so in season five we have like floor scrubbing, right, mm-hmm. and body scrubbing. And f- more floor scrubbing. And then she's shown, like, all the faces because she had a commitment to something. Or because she lied really well and euthanized that girl. Yeah. Or whatever, right? And then she goes out into the street as your sister of the canals. And she, like, has the your sister demeanor. And she gets an assignment, right? So it seems like she's progressing in a certain way to becoming no one. And remember, she's trying to, like, lie to a... Uh, to Tom and she's like, you know, I turn left every day. He smacks her. She's like, okay, I turn right every day or whatever. Well, yeah, they just don't like lying. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird. But right. So she does all that. Then she goes and she fucks up and she does it. She kills Trant. Yeah. Because she thinks it's the right thing to do. Right. So then they Is that her. why she kills Trant? Just he's on her list. Revenge. Yeah. Because he's on her list. Not because she thinks like she kills Darren because she thinks it's the right thing to do. But, like, at the same time, they also went over and beyond to establish that this guy's a terrible pedophile. Yeah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I, guess, I guess it was for Remember that whole thing where he was just, like, too old? Too old? <laughs> and he gets, like, I think really where we landed. I think where we landed from our last <laughs> retrospective was that the revenge angle was incidental. Yeah? I mean, it, was, it could it have been there. incidental. I think that's what it, you were going for. But then right, they had right. to put like all it, the social justice stuff in there and it became incidental. Right, because they didn't want it to seem too bad for Arya. I don't know. I don't know. It was stupid. <laughs> yeah. But then this season, she's blind. She's doing stick hitting, then more stick hitting, then more stick hitting. Mm-hmm. And then she's like given another assignment as your sister again. This is th- this is the same. Do you see what I'm getting at? Yeah. Well, my question is like, so obviously the whole thing is supposed to be about how she doesn't want this life she wants to go back to Westeros and get revenge, right? That's the that's mm-hmm. where she arrives at. But, like, at what point did she ever lose that starkness? Because that's what happened at the end of last season. She, like, reclaimed her starkness by killing Strength, by killing uh, uh, Trant, right? Right. That's what. That's exactly what I'm saying, Joy, is that yeah. they did her plotline twice. Exactly. But there's, like, the there's exact even... exact same thing. Like, I, I guess last season she lost touch with her identity a little bit. When did she do that this season at any point? When did she lose touch with her identity last season? No, just like she she was like really good at being her sister and things like that, right? Yeah, but this season she she wasn't even good at that because she's like giggling with delight at Joffrey's death and stuff. Yeah. And like, is that what the stick hitting was supposed to be about? Her not being a Stark anymore? I don't know. You'll never be one of us, Lady Stark. Because like, and the play, the meta player's play is supposed to be like her kind of 
like getting back in touch, right? Because she's seeing like what happened to her family and that's reminding her of who she is. But just like, I don't know that that was supposed to be her getting back in touch though. Like again, did she fall out of touch? Was exactly. That but I mean, like, like it, it's, it seems like a solution to a problem that doesn't exist again. Yeah, and it's a rehash of a plotline that didn't need to be rehashed. Exactly. No, because, like, I think we can both agree the end of this arc was her supposed to be like, I'm Arya Stark and I'm going back home, right? Like, that's that's where the arc's yeah. supposed to end, but there was no, like, arc for there to end there. No. Like, there's no beginning and there's no middle to this arc. It's just like, but, like, you can kind of see the bare bones of that with the Meta Players Club, right? Like, the trant kill really fucked things up, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it was really important. Or that they didn't put enough time... No, you know what actually fucked things up? The fact that D&D that are trying to write something? They held her with the Hound for an extra season. Okay. Because if they had gotten her to Bravos faster, but then that might have felt too repetitive. No, like, emotionally we hit the same beats of the same plot line. It doesn't seem like she really did anything this season at all to advance in the guild other than maybe get slightly better at stickheading for, like, a second. Okay. Even her game with the waif with, like, telling her Arya's story in a monotone was identical to what she did with Tom, but she was more, in season five, with talking about your sister's day, but she was more successful as your sister. Yeah, well, because she was in the your sister persona. Right. And this, so she's this supposed one, to be the no one persona? One she's like, yeah, this one she's, like, working out her stark demons while getting hit with a stick. But then she goes to a play and she's giggling at Joffrey's death. So she did nothing. I mean, is that supposed to be Was that to suggest- scene supposed to be her getting the starkness beat out of her or something? Maybe, but like if that happened, then what? when she goes to the Meta Players Club, she's instantly acting as Arya. Yeah. Well, she's acting as your sister? No. No, she's instantly being Arya because she's like upset with Ned's portrayal, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Your sister wouldn't give a shit. No, she wouldn't. She'd be like, okay. Is your sister was Rosie? I don't remember what she said the story was. Yeah, I think she said she was an orphan and, like, she talked about how she started off as an entrepreneur. I don't think she ever got into that. Yeah, either either way, because, your sister, yeah, Arya your sister always have a strong political opinion. Arya always pretends to be Westerosi because she has such a strong accent that they can't do anything else, right? <laughs> right, which yeah. makes sense. But, like, at the same time, Arya as Mercy, Fuck you. she wasn't like, no, 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 no. I mean, the real one. Oh, okay. In the Winds of Winter sample chapter, she wasn't like oh, I don't like this play, and I'm so angry about it. She was, yeah. like, just playing the part of an actor. Yeah. In fact, so she was... you do as an assassin. Like, how detached she was from it was actually what was the most disturbing. Right. So then, basically, the season could also be interpreted as her learning that the Social Justice Warrior Club wasn't about social justice. Yeah. And just balking at it, and she she yolos off. So I think what what bothers me about this arc the most is that... Tom says, you are no one. At last you have become no one. What? <laughs> I mean, like, so the the asshole has a personal vendetta against her and goes to kill her because she can't bring herself to kill a nice person for no reason. And so then she kills, Fine. yeah, so then she kills the asshole. So now she's no one. How does that have anything to do with letting go of your identity? Right. She refuses a contract because Arya Stark believes it's wrong. Yeah. Then she kills in self-defense. Mm-hmm. And now she's no one. And now she's no one. I mean, like, you mentioned somewhere uh, in your notes how you think that, like, Tom is just making this up because she has a sword to his neck. Yeah, that's that's the best honeypot I can come up with. There's two honeypots. One is that no one is an official title of the second in command. <laughs> <laughs> and they're both competing for no one. Okay. You win. 
But the second honey, the the only the only rationality I can have for this honeypot fan like whatever you want to call it, is that she's pointing a sword at Tom, and he's just like, "Nope, you're no one. Good job, you passed the test. Please don't kill me now." And she's just like, "This is so dumb. I'm going. I'm I'm fucking getting out of here. <laughs> it's just too dumb. <laughs> your guilt sucks. You need to work on your charter some more." <laughs> what was I thinking? <laughs> I've made a huge mistake. Um. No, just, I mean, I wish we could talk more about this arc and how it doesn't make sense. Because, like, the meta players was a really good idea. Like, of course, it was George R. R. Martin's idea. But that could have worked, like, it could have worked pretty well. What I don't understand, like, my question is that if they wanted to have these meta players and have Arya watch them and get back in touch with her identity, why are they having her bond with Cersei and not with Sansa? I mean, like, yeah. that would require a complete overhaul of the entire story because, like, Sansa's the bad guy. But, like, if they're having her get back in touch with the Stark identity, why not bond with someone who's playing a Stark? Why bond with fucking, the, like, Carol? Well, Joy, Joy, I think this brings up a bigger question. Okay. Which is that, like, oh, I just basically said, and I think you agree somewhat, <laughs> the broader emotional beats of the story are a rehash of last year. Yes. Right? Even, even her training, like, all of this felt repetitive. So... A, was this specific plotline of this season necessary for Arya at all? Like, how would this be different than if she had fucked off at the end, if, if she had just fucked off at the end after killing Trent and was like, I'm Arya Stark and going home, right? Like, it wouldn't be that different, right? It wouldn't be at all different. So, if they did want to work it back in touch with, like, I, I do think you're right that it could mm-hmm. be her getting back in touch with her Starkness. I mean, that's what they're trying to do, obviously. Like, what Maybe? else would it be? I don't think that she ever fa- Killing Trent was being Arya Stark. Did they realize that? I don't know. It was revenge. They had to have realized it was revenge. Who was she revenging? No, but I I think there was the potential. Yeah, like bonding with Sansa would have really hit home. You know, I miss my home. Yeah. I don't get along with my sister, but you know what? Like, I love her and I love my family and I want to go home. Yeah, like, like even like instead of that stupid monologue about like eyebrows and vengeance, they could have had a monologue just, just like, you know, like, oh, I think Sansa's horrible, but I kind of like her too. You know? Yeah, like any of <laughs> like, it. But, but I think another thing is that like the Meta Players Club could have instead become like, maybe that's her escape from the guild or something. Like, yeah. she gets her eyes back and she's like, I'm getting out of here. They didn't even have to have the eye loss be permanent because that last scene last year was so stupid. Like, they could have just been a dream. I, I mean, like, if they if they wanted to have retconned that away, like, yeah. But, yeah. But I'm just saying, the I'm whole saying, thing, like, they, don't, they do that thing where she drinks the milk every night, right? Yeah, exactly. They could have they could have had that, and then she just decides I'm not going to do this, and she escapes in the Meadows Players Club, and it's eventually just like I'm or even hot. like or even like you know she doesn't drink the milk, and she's like, no, I want out of here, and the faceless men set her up with the actors or something. Like I don't know like, anything, or or maybe anything. they want, or maybe the asshole tries to kill her after she doesn't drink the milk, so then she tries to escape. But my point is, this could have become a vehicle because like Arya mm-hmm. is a survivor, right? A big yeah. reason why she's with the faceless men in the first place is she doesn't really have anywhere else to go. Yeah, and even in the books, you kind of get that impression that she. I think the skills well, you don't get that impression. Are she more or less says that more than but once. we know she is going to have an um, Arya Stark moment. Yeah, but it's like it's not even that implicit. Like she says, "I have nowhere else to go," and she yeah. doesn't like any of her other options. Which is exactly what Sansa thinks about her own exactly. situation. Because they it's like, like, yeah, 
But my point is, what we could see is her, like, go to this acting troupe and be like, this is how I'm going to survive and get away. Mm -hmm. And then through her bonding with the Sansa actor, be like, I've got to go home. Yeah. And she could even still have an exciting fight scene with the asshole who've tracked her or something. Yeah. If they want to play that angle, which I don't know why they want. Just just like, do they really hate Sansa so much that they have to shit on her in a meta play? Yeah. Like, why did Bianca, why was she bonding with Cersei? Is that supposed to be the point? Is it supposed to show that she's, like, in a dark place because she's able to bond with someone that the marketing has told us is bad? (sighs) Is that? Like, they haven't haven't said much better things about... I mean, if they had, like, you know, like, a down-on-her-look actor who was, like, struggling to get recognition or something like that, you know, like, that would have been just as potentially interesting and just as potentially compelling. Positive interaction like Mm -hmm. her making friends her giving a shit maybe the troop goes on tour in westeros and she performs at the wedding which wedding something the walter frey wedding i guess it wasn't a wedding was it but yeah yeah well there's probably going to be a wedding that has a very similar outcome like is the very general speculation so that's why we're confused yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah like like, anything there's like i yeah i don't know why yeah and it would have made sense that she's back in westeros you know like just and because, like, everything that happened with the Faceless Men, like, this season was not only a repeat, but it also just didn't make any sense and the, from like, where she was. They're willing They're willing to drop all sorts of things and speed up all sorts of things, but they had to keep her with the Faceless Men some more. Right, for this long. Like, just to get hit with a stick a lot. A lot. <laughs> a lot of stick hitting and a lot of the Waif being antagonistic for no reason. And, like... Bianca being antagonistic for no reason. Like, why do they have to frame that as a caddy thing again? Well, it's an it's an ambitious understudy. Yeah, you can only get the part by killing. <laughs> they all move up in rank, but then the Marge actor gets to be Carol, and then she has no, to kill the No, maybe the Marge, Marge actor, actor gets to be Bianca. Maybe gets to be Sansa. Maybe because she gets in line. Yeah. Uh... I just there's so many options for this plotline to make more sense, and for Arya's warping to Westeros to make more sense. Yeah, and they went with not that option because we needed another season doing the exact same thing, and we needed two more catty plotlines. I mean, I guess maybe maybe you could make the argument that she still wanted to be a faceless man at the end of last season. She just also wanted to do that kill. I and then guess. finally, this season she's confronted with the reality of killing a nice person, and she doesn't want to do it. Okay. But then don't have that stupid, like, now you're no one. No, she's not. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? All right. So maybe, maybe she could have joined the acting troupe to try to protect Lady Crane. Maybe. I mean, there's all sorts of things they could have done. Um, We were kind of already talked about the Faceless Men and how they retconned them all out. So let's skip over that. Um, yeah, sure. The asshole. <laughs> um, what the memorial. fuck is going on with this character? I mean, there's not I mean, much to okay, say so, other than that, but what the fuck is I going on with this character? Last year I wrote last year I wrote that uh, mm-hmm. giant sexism in season five series on Tumblr, and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll link the all women are catty one, where it's just like, this is the default interaction, like, two women interacting have to be mean to each other. Yeah. But, um, but like, this, this is beyond, like, what is the asshole's problem? Is it yeah. that she doesn't want a highborn joining her club? Maybe. And is that the implication, too, that only the lowborn are no one because the highborn are all inherently, like, important? And they're inherently identity-filled. So, like, is this another classist storyline? Like, the way she was talking to down to Trant last year? <sighs> Maybe. 
I mean, that's this makes as much sense as anything. And the faceless man hypocrisy mm-hmm. about Arya can't have grudges, but the asshole can have grudges. Can she? I mean, that that was her downfall. But Tom promised her to murder. <laughs> like Tom shouldn't have let that happen. He should have been like, "What do you mean, asshole? What do you mean? Why is it so important to you that you kill her? Who are, are you? you? Who are, are you? you? No one. Yeah, no one has no grudges." No one serves the many-faced god, and the many-faced god has not asked for her name. Mm-hmm. Like, something like that. But no. Instead, the asshole is just... I mean, the Terminator grin is, like, the best way to put it. It's so bad. It's pretty bad. Is uh, it even worth talking about the parkour? Like, I mean, we don't have to explain how it's stupid. Like, our listeners are very smart people. <laughs> they understand well, and, things I mean, like even, physics. Even ardent show fans weren't happy with us. Yeah. And there's actually all these articles like, is the writing going downhill? And I was like, yes, finally! But then, um, the Battle, Battle of the, the Bastards game. Yeah. So I close. don't understand why people like battles so much. Anyway. Well, in, in these contexts, but no. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, dude. I mean, in I mean, the right just... context, you can, like, you know, get away with that Stannis battle they had at the end of season five, you know? Well, there's people who earnestly like, you know, the lightsaber battles in the prequels. I guess. So, I don't know. Our contributor, Nick, will yell at us now. Okay, um... <laughs> or Zach, he likes the people too. Zach, well... Yeah. Poor children. Alright, well, <laughs> let's talk about Lady Crane. Uh, what's there to talk about with Lady Crane that um, we haven't talked wh- about already? Why did they make her crazy? Because she's like, empowered. She was empowered like, <laughs> by her murder and her lack of cooking skills. Could they really not think of another reason why a woman would know how to sew besides I stab my lovers? <laughs> I don't think that sewing people's guts together is the same as, like, sewing a handkerchief. Haven't you ever seen Lost's pilot? <laughs> Where it's just, like, curtains. <laughs> I used a sewing machine for those curtains. It's like, no, it's just the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. Um, No, I mean, it's not the same, but I'm saying, like, isn't a woman sewing clothing a more normal trait? Than a woman stabbing her lovers and then sewing them up. Yeah, even Eleanor from Black Sails can sew now. Or, like, maybe she could have said, like, I used to be a battlefield, a field battle nurse, and now <laughs> I'm an actor because I saw a play after I worked the field. Like, any, literally anything would have made more sense than, or oh yeah, just, I like, date I bad boys. Sew. I date bad boys and I'm a jealous woman. What? I, I, I just think they wanted to have, like, a badass, I don't know. It's badass? This isn't what a badass is. I don't know what a badass is. I'm so, like, just six seasons of this show has just got me so confused. I don't know what anything is anymore. How is it badass that she does this? Let's talk about the last scene. Oh my god. Okay, so to D&D's credit, I'm gonna read a uh, Benioff quote. Uh, I'll get the holy water. Arya is someone whose path has been very dark, and yet I think we all see where she's coming from. She's seen the Stark family endure so many atrocities and wants vengeance. In some ways, it's the cleanest narrative of them all. Well, this is a scene we've been looking forward to for quite some time, her return to Westeros and her revenge upon Water Frey. Actually, that might be Weiss speaking, because he doesn't mumble as much. Mm. Then Benioff goes, "It's it's a worrisome narrative for Arya, because... You know, she started out as this little girl who was always tough and plucky and whatnot. But, you know, she's become a murderer, you know, and a highly skilled murderer. Uh, and even if the murders are justifiable, it's still, we've witnessed the descent of this girl into someone who's capable of, of slitting a man's throat. 
and kind of smiling as she watches him bleed out. So that's, you know, I don't think there's going to be anyone crying over the fate of Walter Frey, but if you do love Arya, then you have to be a little worried about where she goes from here. I mean, more so than when she killed Trant. So we're going back to the repetitive thing again. Mm-hmm. Like, how is this more disturbing than Trant? It's not. It's the same exact thing. Exactly. Because that she was really violent with that one, too. Yeah, that was... Um, I mean, and, like, I, I think Maisie Williams was, like, on a trampoline. <laughs> I, I mean, like, I do have to credit them for saying we're not supposed to think mm-hmm. fondly of it. Yeah. We're not supposed to fist bump and be like, yeah, girl, slay. Though we were with Sansa doing a similarly dark murder. Yeah. Though I guess you could argue that's direct recourse against an abuser, so it's different. Abuser who's tied up in a chair at this point, having been defeated by her army. I mean, we could talk okay. about this. I mean, when we do Winter Hell, there's going to be a lot more conversation about the cycle of violence and, and mm-hmm. perpetuating that and, and you know, catharsis through seeing bad things happen to your abuser. And it's, it's not clean cut. It's not clean no. cut. But... It is, we were supposed to cheer, yeah, Sansa, but be like, oh, Arya, I don't know about this. And to me, tonally, these scenes were exactly the same. I would agree with that, yeah. So there's that issue. The issue mm-hmm. of the marketing tells us, or the interviews tell us how we should feel about a scene. Because yeah. we, we don't know either. Or like, <laughs> like the people that were like, yeah, Slay Queen, burn down the patriarchy <laughs> with uh, Deadpan. Yep. Which she like burned down the holy temple of the brown people. And then didn't put any women on her councils. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah, slay! So I I don't know. But Mm -hmm. this final scene was supposed to set up Arya on a slippery slope to becoming a very bad person, apparently. Yeah. Which I'm fine with. Yeah. I'm not fine with Arya being a bad person, but I'm fine with, like, the way that this is structured, I guess. I guess. (laughs) I mean, why is this unique to Arya's character? Why doesn't every character... Like, that's my issue. Yeah. And I guess my I mean, other... Cheryl's also a bad person, right? And then, I mean, I know at this point it, it's just stupid to bring it up, but Julia, she did teleport here. Yes. She teleported in two episodes across the Narrow Sea and across Westeros. I mean, that's pretty, like, slow for <laughs> the season, but yeah. She killed two men off screen and baked them into a pie. Like, you can't just waltz into a kitchen with yeah. two dead bodies. And she probably killed Karen, too. She probably killed Karen, too, or she stole a face before she left. Yeah. So, I mean, take your pick of which you'd I mean, rather. but what about, like, like, like you know, the cook at the Twins isn't wondering who the fuck this person is? That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, you can't yeah. just, you can't just bring two bodies into a meat grinder and be like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a special pie. Like, that's not... <laughs> yeah, like, castle kitchens are, don't work like that. Maybe she stopped by the end of the crossroads and enlisted hot pie's help? <laughs> Maybe... And she, so she traveled across Westeros with a pie? I mean, like, if she had escaped from the Faceless at the end of season five after she'll, she killed Trant and had this destination, they had a season's worth of material to work with, is our point. <laughs> and, like, the Frey Pies mm-hmm. were taken from someone else in the book. Yes, right? from someone very different, in a very different context. In the North where we were supposed to be seeing this kind of resistance narrative from the Northerners against yeah. the phrase in the Boltons. So I think, I so I forget who was that said it, but D&D felt the most important ingredient of the Frey Prize, or the most important part of the Frey Prize were the ingredients. Yeah. Rather than the context of when they were delivered. Like, why would Arya make him eat his own family first? Because he broke guest right, and she knows the story of the Rat King. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Okay. 
Do they ever tell the story of the Rat King in the show? Um, I think Bran does. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they do. I remember that they they intercut that with the red reggae, red reading, to yeah. semi good effects. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but this just doesn't make a whole lot of sense out of the context of Manderly making the fray pies because they're mm-hmm. you know the two frays go missing on the road and then he's like very eager about serving the pe- the pie to everyone. Yeah. And it's just supposed to be this kind of, like... And the fray pies are never this unsubtle. Like, there's always, like, there's people who, like, think that the fray pies are made up. So... Yeah, and also, like, Wyman's eating it. Yeah, and he's like, yummy, this is the most wonderful pie I could ever taste. It's a tone, and it's just supposed to be, like, establishing what's going on in the North. Yeah. It's never supposed to just be like, here, my lord. It's just, like, the lack of subtlety in the script in general is just off the hook. Do you want to play our favorite game? Yeah, I don't think there's much more to analyze because this was just no. a big sack of nothing like everything else always is. Arya left the Faces Men after progressing not at all based on last season. Mm-hmm. And then she killed a dude because she wrong warped into his kitchen, baked his sons, and murdered him. Cool. That is what happened. Checklist Raspool! Yay! Our favorite game. Okay, so I mean, the Frey Pies like are a checklist, so we can mm-hmm, at least yeah. confirm that theory, right? That's not to me. It wasn't a theory, but yeah. No. Oh, okay. I guess so. I, I, yeah, I never really thought of it as not a thing. So okay, okay. checklist or asshole? Asshole. Arya advances to the position of no one. It's not a position. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't know how to frame this. Um, I guess it's, I guess it, what I would say is, like, checklist or asshole, she fucks up and the faceless men are still, like, wanting to reward her. Like, at the end of Mercy? Yeah. Mm, I think Arya's in trouble. Arya seems to think she's in trouble. Yeah, well, she's more like, well, she knows she can't be Mercy anymore, and she's sad about that. But, I mean, the implication, she, I think she's gotta be in trouble for yeah. this, though. She can't be Mercy anymore. She didn't kill the target she was supposed to, and she killed yet another person she wasn't supposed to. Yeah. Um, okay. I mean, ha- she didn't have a target to kill. How about, how about this? How about this, then? Checklist or Aspol, the faceless men send an assassin after her. Probably a checklist. You think the? Oh, okay. Maybe. I mean, like, not maybe not send an assassin after her, but, like... Well, it's, it's, it's hard to judge, because, like... I think they might just kick her out. The asshole going to assassinate Arya was so wildly unsubtle... Yeah. That, like, that's not how the Faces Men would no. do it. I mean, like, it's not, she, it's not like, you know, a join us or die thing. It's like an earn the right to join us thing. But at the same time. So I think that if they decide that, like, she can't do this, then they'll just kick her out. They won't try to kill her. At the same time, she has had two murders that are going to go unanswered then. Like, is she not going to face any justice for that from them? Do they really not care? It's not, like, I mean, no one's, no one has, like, you know, said her name, right? Mm-mm. So, what does that have to do with her? Yeah, I guess. So, you think it's an asshole that an assassin is sent after her? I think so. I'll lean towards that, but I could see Arya, like, being extra precaution, like, careful with the stuff she's doing in her regular day, like, just in case. Yeah. Well, she, like, she she seems to think that, like, this particular phase of her training, at least, is over. Yeah. At the very least. Checklist or asshole, she has a moment of being like, I'm Arya Stark and I quit. It's probably going to be a lot more subtle than that, but yeah, I think there's going to have a moment. Yeah, I think so too. So checklist for that. Mm-hmm. Checklist or asshole. <sighs> she warps across Westeros. Arya is specifically the person who kills Waterfrey. 
I kind of think that Walder Frey would outlive everyone. <laughs> um, except for uh, Big Walder, of course. Uh, I think I might say Aspol too. Really? Okay. I, mean, I don't think it's very important. Well, I mean, there is the whole thing that, like... He's not on, he's never been on her list. There is the whole thing that, like, there is probably going to be a Red Wedding 2.0 being set up mm-hmm. with Dave and Lannister. The dude with the beard. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, unless Arya really does warp, I think that the people in the position of killing Walder would be not Arya. Yeah. So it might be, like, another person whose name might be Stark in some contexts, but not Arya. Asshole. Okay. Um, checklist or asshole? I mean, I think that maybe the, the death of Walder Frey is a checklist. I'm not entirely sure, but... Checklist or Aspol... Oh, I think it's a checklist. I think it's out of here. Yeah? I, I don't I mean, see... he's like one zillion years. I don't see him surviving the series. Yeah. Checklist... But I think, like, like it's kind of dark humory enough for Martin to have him, have him just, like, die peacefully in bed. Yeah, you know? that's true. <laughs> we'll see. Um, well, because the Frey inheritance is such a mess, too, that I think it needs to come up. Yeah. Okay, checklist or Aspol, Arya befriends a Mark? Aspol. Yeah. <laughs> Is parkour like we can't? No, like, there's no parkour. There's so little to take seriously in this plot line. Yeah, that's that's my issue that I'm having. I get you. I I just okay. Checklist or Aspel? After Arya leaves the Faceless Men, which we're assuming she will do, she will continue to don faces. No, you think a checklist uh, Aspel for that? Yeah, I don't know. She won't. Okay. I mean, like she's only worn like that one face, right? Or no, she has a face on for mercy. Um, yeah, she has Mercy's face on for Mercy. Yeah, but like this, the whole like um, like the whole face thing isn't as important in the books as it is in the show. Like it's just one of the things that they do. It's not huge of a deal. I mean, like what I can picture happening. Well, it's kind of cool to like try to track Jacken as he's going through yeah. Westeros and being weird. But um, what I can imagine happening is her having to like flee in Mercy's face or something like that, and just her having Mercy's face for us for life. Oh. Uh. I don't like that she, at all. It's not like she. It's not like she can rip it off. You know, it's not like that. So, I mean, I, I'm not sure if I think that will happen necessarily, or if I think that, like, you know, that's likely to happen, or I want it to happen. But I, that's something I could see happening. You know. Oh mercy! If they wanted, if they wanted her to like go back to Westeros, like not really in disguise, but like not being Arya. Because I like, I don't really picture Arya ending the story like you know back in Winterfell. And people calling her lady and everything like that, you know? Uh, no, no. That I have trouble picturing. Yeah, so. I agree with that. Well, she'll, she'll do that and she'll marry Gendry and, you know. <laughs> I don't get I don't get that one. I don't mm. get that one at all. I, God, I, for, I keep forgetting how weird Mercy is as a chapter. Mm-hmm. That should not... Gap Scrap hurt that. <laughs> Sorry, it just did. Well, it's it's probably not the final version because Dude was forced to publish it after he saw them butchering his dialogue. So, if only he knew what was to come, he probably wouldn't yeah. have been bothered. Although, uh, whatever his his upset, like how upset he is with everything, got us uh, Arian two published. So I can't really that's com- right. I can't really complain, and it got us uh, the Aaron chapter that he's that that he's wanted to read forever. Yes, yeah. the, the Forsaken, which was yeah, really good. So. Because there, Euron is um something else. That's I uh, Julie. I can't come up with any more checklists or aspals. That's fine. We could be we could be finished. I think we, I we think could be we done. Be, I mean, we already are like <laughs> approaching you know two hours. So yeah, we did a we good are. we did a good job, you and me. We always do. any closing thoughts on Arya? Um, 
like, I think it's kind of ironic, like, or poetic or something that they've let their personal attachments to a character and an actor completely cloud their judgments again. And With Maisie Williams, you mean? Yeah, well, Maisie Williams and with Arya. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure they know the difference. I'm not sure I know the difference, to tell you the truth, but whatever. She does a good job she with was the a part when who. she's given the part. I mean, she's a good actor. I mean, there's no two ways about yeah. it. So, no. So is Lita Heaty, but she's not playing Cersei. No, nope. <laughs> for sure. I mean, she's still... I, yeah, she could play Cersei, and I'm I'm sure she that almost Maisie did. Williams could she play Arya. She had one episode yeah. of playing yeah. Cersei. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. I think they're they're enamored of their farts again. I mean, t- to me, this season was such a rehash of last season. Mm-hmm. And then w- this is, like, not the first plot line where we've come to that conclusion either, right? All of Cheryl's yeah. Landing was pretty much a rehash of Carol's Landing, just with a different ending. Uh, you know, the, they literally retconned the marine plotline back so Tyrion could have it. Um, yeah, it's, it's, they did do that. It's just all these repeats. I think they have no idea what they wanted to do with this season, and they just got in this holding pattern with a lot of these, and it's... Who? Uh, not good. Not good. Not good. Hopefully, uh, hopefully our thoughts that we actually wrote down in our retrospective, which is already up, and you can read it, were mm-hmm. a lot more... Are more good? We're more good. <laughs> more coherent right yes if you enjoy hearing us blather about game of thrones and the song of ice and fire please tell other game of thrones fans maybe not fans and uh a song yeah. of ice and fire fans about this podcast and also if you would be so kind as to leave us a review on itunes or yeah. mention it when you're online dating that always works yeah totally or a, mm-hmm. a rating or something our next episode is going to be a song of ice and fire yeah. episode Yes. We are pleased to announce about... before we dive into Winterfell and God fucking. Uh, it's probably like, we're not going to be able to do it in one podcast episode. That's for sure. Well, we did but... two for some of them, so it's fine. Yeah, and we're probably going to have like at least three parts for the write up, at least because that's what we had for uh, Slaver's Bay. Right? I actually don't think more happens than happened in Cheryl's Landing, and that was a three part write up. Yeah, so so we're going to do our best, but the but there's a lot of like like kind of moving into related parts we'll see well the we'll the see. episode we're going to record for you guys next time though on a song of ice and fire only thank god <laughs> is a concept we call patriarchy brain basically how yep. people have internalized uh the westerosi patriarchy into their thought processes and mm-hmm. how that you know affects pov bias and outlooks and and how it makes for incredibly challenging characters but i would argue like feminist takeaways as well yes uh so we i think gretchen's gonna be joining us for that right if we can talk her into it yeah if not uh we've also been asked to do a stannis podcast and gretchen's a stannis fan so she might be a good counterbalance for us there well we'll think about it uh we have a, a bunch of different ideas coming up so it's not just these retrospective pieces thank you for bearing with us as we've been trying to hammer them I mean, people seem people seem to enjoy them they, they do um, right? they do but i just feel bad yeah. that it's been like a solid few months with like no mm-hmm. other content but you know but if you have any asks or any comments to make about patriarchy crane uh feel free to us actually um either send us an ask on tumblr or you can um email us at the fundamentals uh, julia at the fundamentals.com and kylie at the fundamentals.com correct uh you should also check out our other podcast that we do so julia and i are both on the fundamentalist with gretchen mm-hmm. where we just talk about like general geeky fandom things there is yeah we try not to talk about game of thrones but we usually do well i mean it it comes up in some facet usually it's yeah. impossible not to 
But the, we, we also have a FemSlash podcast, which we are not on. We've guest starred on it before, but yes, it's called Ladies First. It's all about FemSlash stuff. If that's your thing, I can maybe try to talk them into doing a Sansa and Brienne episode. The <laughs> social justice flagship. <laughs> or even just like crack I just absolutely you know, love trolling yeah. Sans Sans and uh, yeah. I just love Johnson's. No, I was going to say Jamie and Brianne Shippers. Uh, but they don't have like a cute, cute word. No, Johnson's, I, I just, I think without the show, that wouldn't really exist. Is yeah, my guess. well, not very much anyway. I don't know. It, it would be like, it would be like um, Sansa and Aegon or like whatever, or Sansa and Edric. <laughs> like there's all these, yeah. there's all these chips. I'm just like, why, why? <laughs> but anyway, it's fine. Let's get the fuck yeah, out of here. Yeah, we're going to wrap up there. <laughs> uh, so thank you for listening to us and we will talk to you next time. Bye everyone. My name is Kylie, and here with me is Julia. Hi, everyone. I was thinking about boobs. I don't know. <laughs> Let's do that again. Julia just got so distracted by boobs, she can't fucking say her line. <laughs> you're kidding me, dude. And you're at the token straight, God. I must really suck at it. Rubbing off on me. Mm, clearly. Mm. Well, you, you know the clearly? gayness. <laughs> it's clearly. The gayness is infectious. Yeah, well, that, that that's why uh, Septa from Vesta was sitting in between. It's also it's it's why Cersei didn't let uh, Tom and take lessons from Loras. Yeah, too. exactly. You don't want to catch the gay. It's a real oh, problem. Oh, Westeros, we we need to do that Patriarchy Brain episode. Okay, seriously, <laughs> I'm starting now. <laughs>